What's up, everybody? This is Matt Matthews here, and this is episode number two of Real Talk with Matt Matthews podcast, a podcast where we just talk about life, the shit show of life that we go through every single day, and how we can be better human beings together. So on today's episode, I have my incredible friend, Carla Mason. She is one of my best friends, and she is one of the best boudoir photographers ever. Um, And so I have her on the show today to talk a little bit about herself how she got to where she is now, and the struggles that she faced. So, hi, Carla. Thanks for being here. Hi, how are you? I'm good, boo. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm so excited for you. I'm glad that you have me on your podcast. Well, I'm glad you was on here because you already knew what it was going to be. <laughs> I was just waiting. I knew you love to just do new things, which I love. You, you got to hustle. Everybody's going. Yeah. You got to. I mean, I love you ain't gonna do it. Nobody else is going to do it for you. Exactly. So I'm excited to share my story and hopefully inspire other people. So Carla, tell us a little bit about your backstory, how you kind of got into photography and like what kind of got you into boudoir photography? Well, um, I took photography in high school um, just because I've always loved photography, but never um, wanted to make it like my career or something that I did for a living. Um, But it wasn't until I had my kids um, that I really wanted to get good quality images of them. Um, So that's when I kind of invested in my first professional camera, I would say, um, and really started playing around with it. And that's kind of how I got snowballed into taking photos of other people just in general. So I did a little bit of everything. I photographed families and newborns, um, maternity, all of that stuff, just to kind of find where I was fitting in. Um, and it fit into my lifestyle because um, with my kids and my husband being military, we moved around all the time. So I wanted something that I could do, even if we had to up and move to a whole nother state. So it just kind of fell into my lap. Really, um, I think a lot of moms as well um, that become photographers, are it's kind of the same thing. You try and find something that you can do and also be a mom at the same time. Um, and luckily for me, it really took off once I found boudoir. Baby, that's how I feel with my animals. I'm like, damn, it yeah. <laughs> cannot live. Can't do nothing. Can't even wipe my ass without a dog sitting in front of me. I know. <laughs> well, it, I was working when I first met my husband. Um, and then after we had my first son, we I just I didn't want to get back into teaching because we were moving so much. Um, and I also didn't want to get a babysitter for him during the day. So what I did is I watched him during the day while my husband was at work and then we would switch. I would work at night doing just odds and ends things, um, just to have something to do. And then he would watch my son at night. And it was kind of like we were two ships passing in the night. It was like, hi, bye. Like, here's the kid. Now we're just swapping roles. 
um, which really isn't good for any marriage, but I understand you have to do stuff to make it work. So when we found out that wasn't really working for our relationship, that's when I was like, we had the talk of like, okay, why don't you stay home? I was newly pregnant with my second. So I was like, let's just, I'll just be a stay at home mom. And I kind of threw myself into that role. So I wasn't working. I was really involved with my children, like a lot of stay at home moms are. But as I got older, I was like, I want to do something for me, do something creatively. And that's kind of how photography kind of took over my life. So you got a camera to take better pictures of your kids. Um, Mm -hmm. What got you into boudoir? Well, I had been asked several times to do boudoir images, but just from my lack of knowledge, not really knowing what it was, um, when I did look up photos of boudoir, um, they were really uh, like calendary or almost very cheesy and proppy, and that just wasn't my style. Even when I was doing families and newborns and all of that stuff, I just liked that whole candid, organic feel. I didn't like anything too posed. So I really didn't know much about it until a friend of mine had asked me to do her images for her husband. Um, And I was like, fine, you know what, I'll do it. I've been asked so many times. Let me just see what it's all about. And I said, well, what kind of images are you looking for? Because I'm very visual. I needed like a photo reference. Like, I didn't know if she wanted to be like on a telephone, like in the kitchen baking muffin. Like, I didn't know what she wanted. Um, So when she was showing me these images, because she's like, I've done these photos before. And it was when I was younger. And it was a little bit more calendary, which is fine. It's just not my style. She's like, I want to do something more grown up, more sexy, more simple. And I'm like, oh, okay, I can do that. So when she showed me the images, I was like, oh, that's perfect. It was just very detail-oriented, very simple, very clean, and we just had a really good time. I don't know if it was just because it was a friend of mine, and it was really no pressure attached to it. Um, We had such a great time. So after I did that, I really just kind of threw myself into it because I had a really good photography group that I was in at the time, and I was telling the girls, I was like, I am so nervous to do this boudoir session and they gave me so many tips and tricks um, and things to kind of calm my nerves so when I shared the images with them they were like oh my god we did such an amazing job join this group join that group follow this person follow that person I mean and I really just got like obsessed with it because it was something that just sparked something in me Um, And making her feel so good about herself and her husband loved the photos, it really became like an addiction finding out where I fit in the boudoir community because there were so many different ways to take photos. And I wanted to do something that was just very simple and very unique and very much about just the person themselves, not so much about props and everything else. Yeah. Well, and I know that's, I love that story because that's how we found each other. You know, somebody told you to watch me on Periscope when we were back in the Periscope days, and that's how we connected. In between. Um, so yeah. I know your husband is in the military. Um, so what did your husband think about you 
photographing boudoir sessions and kind of starting your own business? You know, how did he feel about that? Well, at first he didn't really have a good outlook on me doing photography in general. Cause when I was doing everything else, I was an outdoor natural light photographer. So all my nights were taken, all my weekends were taken, and all of my free time was taken for editing. And so he was like, why are you working so hard and nothing's coming up from it? You know, guys are very like cut and dry. He's like, where's the dollars? You know what I mean? And at this point, I really didn't know anything about business. I was just doing it for fun. And I was just swimming along with everybody else. Like, oh, if she's doing $100 mini sessions, then I guess that's what people are paying and wanting. And so I was really kind of following the crowd. Um, so when we did our taxes for 2015, I was, it really was like a slap in the face. Like, you're not making shit. You're making nothing. You're making less than somebody working in fast food and it was really like wow I need to change something and I need to do something and it was basically like um stop doing photography so you can spend more time with the family because all of your time is not with us or figure shit out so I said let me take 2016 to do things my way and figure out a way to get my business going um, and that's kind of what I did. Um, Periscope was huge then. This was like three years ago. So Periscope, almost four years ago now. So Periscope was huge and it was like a free platform, almost like Facebook Live, where you can get on, share information and talk with other people that have the same interests as you. So the photography community on Periscope was huge and helpful and really was the reason um, that I got the confidence to ever say, hey, I'm going to charge what I need to charge to be a profiting business because I didn't know what that looked like. So basically, he was like, get it together or it's done. Um, I did have a camera at the time. I did have a lens at the time. Um, and I did have Photoshop. But beyond that, I had zero dollars basically to my name or my business to invest anything else into it. Because by this point, my husband's like, I'm not buying you anything else. Like, this is it. Like, you make it work or that's it. So I literally had nothing to start with money-wise. Um, so that in itself was a struggle. Um, and I'm sure he was like, this is not going to work. This is not going to become of anything but he let me do my thing and luckily I proved him wrong so. yes baby better get them coin coin that is all <laughs> I can say um I mean I totally I mean I totally get that because my story you know is kind of the same thing when I bought my first camera um after I graduated high school I spent all of my money on this camera from Sam's Club and it was a Canon mm -hmm. Rebel kit. And everybody was like, why did you just spend all your graduation money on that? You don't even know how to use it. Um, and so <laughs> it's nice because, you know, now it's like, bitch, <laughs> what you got to say now? Um, so yeah. I, I love that. So how did you, how did you build a business starting from basically scratch 
and not really having a support system at home? Um, well, PayPal credit, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> but actually I, you know, I, I had my camera, which was great for outdoors, but now I was like, okay, well now that I'm doing boudoir, this is something that I have to do indoors. And I didn't have a space. Um, and going to people's homes just wasn't ideal for me. Again, I wanted to be a stay at home mom and be there first, like for my kids and things like that. So I'm like, I need to create a space in my home where I can make this work. Um, and having that confidence from other people kind of cheering me on in the photography community, I grasp onto that. Um, because again, you know, my husband was just over it. He wasn't going to fit the bill for anything else or whatever. And he was busy, you know, working his job. So I really grasped onto those friendships um, and the confidence they gave me to be like, you don't need a lot. You just need a designated space in your home, which I just literally created out of my dining room on an air mattress. Um, but I noticed that I needed more from my camera than it was giving me. And so I really needed to upgrade my camera. So I basically went, I heard about PayPal credit again from everybody talking about, um, you know, ways that they built their business or ways to get things that you want and be able to pay it off slowly. So I said, AKA, all right, well, I'm going to try. Yeah. AKA <laughs> yeah, the broke host fund. Yeah. So I was like, I need to find a way that I can upgrade the stuff that I need and get the stuff that I want to really get going. Um, so I applied for PayPal credit and just crossed my fingers and hoped for the best. And I got approved for the amount that I needed to upgrade my camera. So I said, okay, if I do X amount of sessions, I need to book X amount of sessions to pay off this camera within six months. Um, is that something that I can do? And is the business plan that I'm making for myself Am I able gonna, am I gonna be able to do that? And I was like, you know what? I can do this. Let me just do it and I'll figure it out along the way, um, which probably isn't like the best advice, but that's just kind of how I do things. Um, cause I think when you sit and plan and dwell on things too much, the time passes too quickly and the moment is gone. So right. I did it. I applied for PayPal credit. I got my camera and I was able to start investing in my business um, and, and get to where I needed to be. I, I, I already had an air mattress, but I, you know, purchased linens, I purchased a chair, um, and I made a business plan um, that was right for me to where I wasn't coming out of pocket every session. Um, and model calls, or I call them booty calls, really helped with that. Right. Well, and that's the thing that I love is, I teach, you know, when I teach workshops and things like that, I, and I always speak on the things that we say and the things that we put into the universe, you know, come to fruition. And if we say we can't do something, mm -hmm. then guess what? We're not going to fucking do it. If we say that we can do something, yeah. then, you know, and we put the effort into doing it and we hustle and make it happen, then we can do it. You know what I mean? And people don't understand that and they'll just automatically say, oh, no, I can't do that. Or, oh, no, I can't do this. Bitch, yes, you yeah. can if you quit being lazy and you get up off your ass and you make it work. You know what I mean? Like, right. people don't understand. 
And, you know, just like you said, you started this in your kitchen. And I like, I will, I remember, you know, like us being on the phone and talking about things and be like, oh, I got to go move my dining room so I can blow up my air mattress. You know what I mean? So you made it work with what you had. And, you know, now your business is booming and you're still shooting out of your house. So it can be done. Yeah. I think it's our, it's a lot of personalities too. Um, because we don't take shit from anybody. We don't let anybody's opinion affect what our goals are. Um, and just because maybe people said or thought that I couldn't make it or that it couldn't work, um, I wasn't really going to let that affect. I, I had to prove myself that it couldn't happen, not from um, everybody else's negativity um, kind of falling onto me. And I was like, well, if you notice a lot of successful people have the same personality um, and people really put too much value in what other people think about them and they shouldn't because if I was worried about, Oh, well, my husband thinks this is going to work or um, so-and-so down the street thought I was crazy and doesn't think it's going to work. I could have easily just rolled over and died and been like, well, this is never going to happen. It's just not for me. But I did it, you know, because um, I believed in myself and that's all that matters. So right. if you're not your biggest cheerleader and if you don't surround yourself with positive people, like if I didn't have you and all of the other friendships that I had at the time really pushing me and being go-getters themselves, oh, I can definitely see how people can make excuses and fail at what they actually want because they let other people's opinions dictate how they run their own life when really you just need to push yourself, surround yourself with good people, and surround yourself with those who are going in the same direction as you. So if your mom or your dad or your best friend or your husband or your whoever is not cheering you on, then you need to focus either back onto yourself and and reach for your own goals, or you need to start finding those around you. that are going to push you to become better. And it's hard, you know, like it's hard to push your family aside and to push your husband aside um, and focus on you. But I think being selfish is not a bad thing and going after what you want, um, you know, it's not a bad thing either, <laughs> you know? Well, baby, there's, there's nothing you, wrong about doing for you. Like, and that, you know, baby, you got to get it how you live. <laughs> Because, I mean, you know, nobody's going to give it to you. And like I always say, if if you want it bad enough, you'll make it happen. It doesn't matter what it is. You know, these women that want a $3,000 new purse, they make that $3,000 to get that purse. But they don't want to spend money on something else that's going to really benefit them. Um, Especially, you know, in business and things like that. So I really love that. And I agree with that. So if you could tell anybody listening to this podcast... Um, one thing to really help start uh, their new business, regardless of, of, you know, if their business is photography related or, you know, any kind of business starting up, what would you tell them? Um, I would just tell them to do, make a plan um, that you feel like is good for you and your lifestyle and your business, figure out what you need to do to get that started and just go for it. 
Um, don't think too much about it. Don't put all um, your validation into other people. Um, you know, reach out to those that are, who are already doing well um, and maybe ask for advice that way. But I really wouldn't let anybody else dictate how you're going to get to your goals. You really just have to do it yourself, focus on yourself, and just do it. You can't think about anything else or it's just going to unravel. Amen. So, Carla, how can <laughs> our listeners find you on social media? Well, you can find me on Instagram at Carla Mason Photography, Carla with a K. Um, you can also follow me on my website at CarlaMasonPhotography.com. And then I'm on Facebook at Carla Mason Boudoir. Perfect. Thank you so much for talking and for enlightening these hoes on how to <laughs> run their business and do all of the things and keep it popping. I love you. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on this podcast with me. And um, I hope that you guys listening got something out of this and we hope to see you on the next episode. We'll hear you shit. We can't see you, but we hope to see you. Shit, we can't hear you neither. We hope that you hear us on the next episode. Okay, holla. Bye.